In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. Is I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Ladies, this is the show that's here to give you stories of hope and healing from someone who has been there, someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hey, people. This is me. Your wonderful friend and host. We got a new topic and a new show tonight. I'm going to read a few lines from my book, Overcoming Sexual Abuse. Here we go because it's pretty alarming. Daddy started calling me into his room. I knew this was not right not even for a talk. My parents rarely allowed us into their bedroom. It was private, almost sacred. I've had guests on my show who were raped, molested, or seduced by their brothers, uncles, stepfathers, and fathers. Some of them did not know this was wrong due to the fact that they were much younger than their perpetrators. I'm talking as young as five years old. If you are listening tonight and you are in a situation like this one, you need to know this type of sexual behavior is wrong. Whether it is touching, kissing, petting, or actual forced or seduced intercourse, it is wrong. I know this is a very in-your-face way to start this show, but this issue needs to be in the face of all of us because it is more prevalent than many of us realize. 
like I said, I have had guests to come on and tell their, their stories and share. I've talked to many people myself. I speak from personal experience. Now that I've gotten your attention, I'll tell you why this type of behavior is wrong. I'm not going to give you my opinion. I'm going to give you a spiritual perspective, a biblical and a godly perspective. If you value your soul and you are involved in immoral sexual behavior, you can benefit from this information. You may not have experienced anything like this yourself, but I can almost assure you that you know someone or you will meet someone in your life who has. And it would be great if you could arm yourself, if you could educate yourself, if you could prepare yourself now for how to respond and how to explain why this is wrong and how you can be of help to that person. I remember still to this day how when I was much younger, I, am, I don't even, I think I was in my late 20s and someone directed a young lady to come to me. It was actually my, my first husband. He directed a young, a teenage girl to come to me because he knew that I had experienced molestation as a, as a child by my father. And he directed this teenage girl to come to me. But because I had not had success in... Um, sharing this information with anyone and because I had not been healed of my own wounds and my own personal uh, situation, I was not prepared and I was not able to, to counsel or encourage or be there for that young teenager. And I still remember that. I don't hold it against myself because I know that I was in no condition. But one of the reasons that I do this show is so that people listening can be made more aware of the fact that this is going on every day, all day. Millions of people are sexually abused each and every day. Not just by rapists, child molesters, pedophiles, but by choice and through lifestyle preferences. That leads me right into talking about my book, Overcoming Sexual Abuse. And I asked a question, who would enjoy being raped again and again? Why is rape spiritual as well as physical? Can a sex offender be healed, delivered from abusing others? 
Find answers to these questions and many others in these pages. This book is a sequel to my first book, The Story of Me. I wrote my very personal story eight years ago and had it published two years later. It told of my pain, struggle, and victory over the sexual abuse that occurred in my childhood. Since the release of that book, I have been persecuted, shunned, educated, strengthened, and supported in ways that only better prepared me for ministry to others in this arena. And this is what I endeavor to do, better prepare you to minister to others in this area. This book is more of a how-to manual, how to recognize, relate to, categorize, and be delivered from the effects of sexual abuse in your life. So, like I said, maybe you've never experienced anything like this, but I assure you, you probably know someone who has or you will meet someone who has before it's all over. So get your copy. People invest in so many frivolous things. You know, people invest, invest in, you name it, from, from A to Z. I'm telling you, we invest in uh, comic books, um, dolls, um, Whatever your fetish is, phones, the latest phone, the iPad, the iPod, um, you know, whatever, clothes, cars, uh, whatever, your, whatever your heart's desires are, invest in something that is going to be valuable, that can save a soul, that can save a life that can turn someone's life around. I often wonder what happened to that young lady because I, I didn't know how to help her and I can't even remember for sure. I think I, I think I asked her, well, was there someone else that she could talk to? Had she, could she, did she talk to her teacher or something like that? So, so I might've done an itty bitty bit of good. I, I don't even really remember, but, but I don't think I did that good. <laughs> I don't think I, I don't think I told her enough. So this is where we're going tonight. I'm going to talk to you and I'm going to tell you why this type of sexual behavior, why daddy's calling girls into the bedroom and uncles or brothers or, um, Sisters, for that matter, or aunties calling uh, nieces and nephews into the bedroom to do um, immoral things to them. Why is it wrong? Chris is on the air with me tonight, and I'm glad to have him back. He wasn't able to join me last week. Are you there, Mr. Chris? I am here. <laughs> and how are you? I'm doing just wonderful. Glad to be back. 
Well, Glad to course, be back on the air. Good, good. Of course, I miss you. Well, I'm glad to be missed, and I'm glad to be back. What did you think about that powerful introduction? We got about 30 seconds. Should we uh, hear? Well, it was, it was definitely th thought-provoking and just looking forward to getting into it and preparing to go, go right into it after the break. All right. Well, people, um, we're getting ready for a break. I am sipping my tea. If you don't have yours, this is a good time to go and get it. And I'll tell you what I'm sipping when I come back. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Liberty Christian Center, located in Box Elder, South Dakota. They are a non-denominational, Bible-based, Holy Spirit-led deliverance ministry. Pastor Charles and Romika White, Liberty Christian Center. LinkedIn. It's a great tool. And Carol McManus is the LinkedIn lady. With the LinkedIn Lady Show, Wednesday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on Toginet.com. The LinkedIn Lady Show is here to show you and your business how every social media site has a specific demographic, personality, and purpose that can benefit you. The LinkedIn Lady will have interviews each week with a variety of guests, such as business owners who will showcase their businesses and talk about how they're using social media to stay in touch with not only customers, but to attract new relationships that become customers. Other guests will be experts in social media who will speak to the use of Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Google, Plaxo, Squidoo, and of course, LinkedIn. For more on Carol and the show, check out her website, LinkedInLady.com. Join us, won't you, every Wednesday afternoon at 5, 4 Central. It's the LinkedIn Lady Show with host Carol McManus on toginet.com. Thank God I am free. I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free. On Toginet.com, the show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, well, I told you that I would tell you what I was sipping tonight. I am sipping my tea, and I have an orange flavor, but I added just a touch of cinnamon because I just wanted to give it a little more zest, a little more flavor, and I understand that cinnamon is also good for you. So I'm sipping my tea. I hope you have yours. Uh, I know this is a heavy topic, but I hope that you can put your feet up. Kind of relax enough to to glean and absorb 
what we're talking about. Now, fortunately, I knew that it was wrong for my dad to even call me into the bedroom. That didn't stop it from happening, but I did know, even at a young age, that it was wrong. And I believe that that is because I already had a lot of teaching. I already had a lot of biblical teaching um, before our family fell apart and everything went to, I won't use that word, before everything went um, haywire, <laughs> although I could use the word hell because hell, hell describes torment. It describes a place of torment. Um, before that happened, I had a very strong foundation in, in through going to church and through hearing the word preached and taught. And even though I don't recall anyone teaching about this subject, there was enough teaching for me to know what God's um, standards were regarding uh, marriage and, and uh, fornication and things of that nature. So I just had that inner that inner feeling, that inner, the warning signs that went off that told me something wasn't right when my dad called me into the room late one night. Um, my mother was gone. We didn't know where at the time because she had a habit of taking off and leaving because of my father's abusiveness. He was verbally, physically um, emotionally abusive towards her. He was uh, a heavy drinker at that point, And I would even go as far as to say he was an alcoholic at that point. Um, he had already suffered uh, loss and getting in trouble um, at, at, at his, in his career because of his drinking. And so she would leave. She would take off and leave us. And just so happened that one night um, he called me into the room. So anyway, this is where I'm taking this. I'm taking this to, to the word of God because I believe it was, the, it was that foundation that allowed me to have that inner siren, that inner alarm go off. Well, a lot of people are not raised with a biblical foundation. And even some of them I've heard, even some of the ones that I've talked to, um, and one of our guests that I had on the show, um, she was raised in church as well, but she still did not know when her brother started approaching her initially that it was wrong. She was so young and she was so needy for attention because her parents were so abusive and neglectful of her that she accepted that immoral and um, unnatural affection from her brother until she got older. So, Mr. Chris, before I go to the scriptures that I'm going to talk about tonight, would you like to comment on anything um, that I've said so far? Are you sipping anything, by the way? <laughs> no, ma'am, I'm, I'm listening. Not even any water, huh? <laughs> no, no. Um, okay. I just, I just 
see that it's unfolding and God had you guys in the church early and listening to the word and it just goes to show you even even when children are in the presence of the word being taught they may not even sometimes want to be there but they're there and the word is being taught and the seed still takes hold mm-hmm. and because of being in the presence you're going to you're going to glean. You're going to you're going to gain knowledge, and it it, it establishes a foundation of, of of truly right and wrong in the child. And so, I see where you're going, but I'm I'm doing more listening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. just wanted to expound on that. Is that being in the church? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I was a kid in the church, and I didn't always want to go. But being there, it's amazing how much that took root in my life and in my mind. And so later on in life, um, when you're faced with heavy decisions because of where you were as a child, it it gives you much more of a foundation um, as far as to make decisions. Exactly. So that's about all I have to say on that. So just so imagine, since you brought that up and, and and I like where you took that, imagine the child who is not raised with any spiritual foundation, with any yeah. godly, godly foundation. There's no check in the spirit or anything. They just go and do what they're told to do. And they, if there's never anybody to say that that's wrong or to say no, then they think it's normal. Mm-hmm. They think that's a normal way. They think it's like that in everybody's home. Yeah, exactly. I had, I had... Uh, one of my guests who wrote a very, very detailed autobiography. Um, oh Lord, what was her name? Veronica Wright. Boxes of Secrets. She thought or convinced herself, probably some of both. She thought initially, but then later on, I think she probably somewhat maybe suppressed. But she thought that this happened in everybody's home. Exactly. So not only when it comes to this type of abuse, but I think when it comes to um, kids who go out and commit crimes and do deviant sorts of things, um, you know, if, they, if there's no compass, if there's no inner foundation laid, then it's no wonder the things that we're seeing increasing in society in our time. Yeah, it's just like um, when kids go to school, elementary school, Mm -hmm. and you have some children who their parents, they have rules and they do a lot of nurturing and a lot of teaching. So that child has more of a balance as far as the way that they look at things, rules and everything. But then you get a, a child who comes from a home where you know, they're drinking beer every night, they're cussing every night, they're fighting every night. Mm-hmm. Um, that child's spirit has a, has a spirit of a, of a bully or com- combatant type of a spirit. Then mm-hmm. you put those two children in the playground or in a classroom or, you know, in an environment, and when the teacher turns their back, the, the, the kid that comes from the, you know, the rough housing family, they're going to want to be territorial every time and be a bully. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the other kid has been taught not to fight, t- 
talk to 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 talk it out, you know, to work it out, to to, to be uh, diplomacy, and and there you have it. You have two different backgrounds, right there, in the school, and then the school's hands are tied most of the time. You know. For, yeah, and and think about that. Even when it comes to promis promiscuity, you have a child, which I know some people who were raised this way too, who were raised to that it's okay to have sex um, underage and unmarried. Parents um, buy the condoms for them. Parents who buy the condoms for them. Parents who say, I'd rather them be having sex in my house than Residence. out there on the street somewhere. And maybe we won't even take it that far. Maybe the parents didn't say all this or do this with their child, but they themselves had a live-in live -in boyfriend or girlfriend, if they want to call it that. You know, they were shacking up. They have conveyed and they have opened the door to this kind of promiscuousness. This by kind their example. Of, by their example. So I'm going to go to the word. And um, what, where we're going to be going to tonight, people, is 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1 through 17. But I want to make a statement here, and that is that all sex outside of marriage is defiled. All sex outside of marriage is defiled. So... When marriage is expanded, this is my opinion, I have to say, this, this is, this, these are my thoughts right here. When marriage is expanded by God to include relations between fathers and daughters, <laughs> children and adults, brothers, sisters, uncles, nieces, etc., then this type of sex will be all right. You get my point here? When it is expanded by God, when God's word says that this kind of relationships are fine because you can marry each other, that is when I will accept it being natural or normal when God says so. But guess what? He is not going to say so. And he does not say so. If, if some people have their way, that's what will happen next. That is what will happen next. That's what some, some people in our society are pushing toward. Why do I say this? Because there's such a huge push right now to legalize same-sex marriage, and it is just as unnatural and just as ungodly as what I've just described to you, in spite of the perversion involved and the unnatural way that people have to, to live and, and engage each other just to be with each other. They can't even be with each other naturally. Ah, okay, I'll finish that thought after the break.
Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Why do I feel so lousy? Why are my medications working? Why can't my doctor figure me out? These are just a few of the questions Dr. Kevin Connors will be exploring in Dr. Kevin Connors Live every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, 10 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. The author of the book, Help My Body is Killing Me, solving the connections of autoimmune disease to thyroid problems, fibromyalgia, depression, ADD, ADHD, and more. He'll dig into these and many other conditions to dissect the mechanisms of your problems. Giving God the glory and looking for answers to make you look and feel better. To make you feel whole again. For more on him, his book, and the show, check out UpperRoomWellness.com. Never be satisfied with a diagnosis. There is always a reason behind it. And if you can alter the mechanisms that led you down your current path, we can change your future. It's Dr. Kevin Connors, live, Monday nights at 9, 10 Central, here on Togginet.com. Equipping the Saints Ministries. Our mission is to equip and mature the people God calls to do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness and to create soldiers for the army of the Lord and to impact our communities. If you are not local, you may participate via conference calls or we can make information available to you via email. Equipping the Saints Ministries is home-based in Maryland. You may write to us at Post Office Box 1616, Clinton, Maryland, 20735. Or email us at vir2us1 at verizon.net. Thank God I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Well, like I was saying before the break came, it, it comes so fast. When God declares that marriage between fathers and daughters and brothers and sisters and children and adults is fine, then and only then will this type of sex be all right. If some people have their way, that's what will happen next. I won't be surprised if people start trying to legislate because uh, I'm already hearing some talk about uh, about it. Pedophiles, you know, having the right to be with children. Um, I'm not going to call them pedophiles. I'm going to call them fornicators. That's what the Bible calls them. Unnatural affection. Uh, but having the legal right to be with children, you know, they're... What will be next? What will be next? There's such an effort. There's such a push right now to legalize same-sex marriage in spite of 
the perversion involved. It's funny how that when you hear about the rights of people to marry, same sex is to marry, it's washed, it's watered down and it's whitewashed because there's no emphasis on the perverted behaviors and the effect of these acts. There's no, you know, even when HIV and AIDS uh, uh, hit the scene, when it hit the scene, it was well known that it was, it was related to immoral behavior. It was well known. But people fought hard to take away the stigma. They fought hard to take away the stigma because the enemy wanted to make it, uh, you know, acceptable to be perverted. To, 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 to have unnatural lust and unnatural affection for, for, for people, okay? There are those who would like the world to believe this is normal. When God says this is natural, I'll believe it. Until then, it is defiled and it is an abomination in his eyes. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 7. Verse 1, where it says, a man should not touch a woman. To avoid fornication, though, nevertheless, to avoid fornication, fornication, we've talked about that on the show, dear. I didn't call it an affair. I didn't call it, you know, a love, a, a, a lover relationship. I didn't, I didn't doctor it up and make it sound like something prettier than what it is. To avoid fornication, which is sex outside of marriage, every man should have his own wife and every woman should have her own husband. Molestation, rape, all those things are forms of fornication. Those types of immoral acts are forms of fornication. Okay? Let the husband render unto the wife due benevolence, and likewise also the wife unto the husband. I don't see anywhere where, that's, where that, that allows for the husband to the man or the wife to the woman or the man to the child or the niece to the uncle. It says, let the husband render unto the wife due benevolence and likewise also the wife unto the husband. That's the only category for marriage in the word of God. If you're hearing about and listening to other people who have called, say that they are ordained, they may be ordained by an institution, but they have not been ordained and called by God to do what they do because what they preach if they say that same-sex marriage is okay and they're for it, they are not preaching what is in the Word of God. They are preaching what is contrary to the Word of God because I'm reading to you from the Word of God, from the Bible. Now, if a person, I, I would respect them more if they would just basically say, I'm not an ordained minister of the gospel. I'm an ordained minister of my own theology. I'm, I'm ordained of my own beliefs. I don't believe the Bible. 
I would rather hear we've got some very prominent people in this country right now who are professing Christianity, but they don't abide by the doctrine and the word of God. That is very dangerous. It is very dangerous. It's very deceptive. So people, I'm telling you, you better study and know your, your Bible if you are concerned about your soul and if you are concerned about the future of this country and not only the country but of the world and where we're headed the wife hath not power of her own body but the husband that's right the wife hath not power of her own body but the husband and likewise also the husband hath not power of his own body but the wife basically you belong to each other you belong to each other. Once you said, I do, then you, according to the word of God, became one. You were no longer two. You were no longer twain, but one flesh. So you belong to each other. I am not advocating that you do that in an abusive way. I'm not saying that you should not be sensitive and considerate of each other's needs and what's going on in your life at the time. But the respect and the reverence and understanding should be there that you were created for him and he was created for you. You belong to each other. Then it goes on to say, defraud you not one another. Defraud. That means don't cheat. Don't cheat one another. Except it be with consent for a time, except you agree that you may give yourselves to fasting and prayer and come together again, that Satan tempt you not for your incontinency. So don't cheat one another by holding out on each other. Don't cheat one another by putting everything before each other so that by the time it's time for you to have intimate intimate and loving and affectionate time with each other you don't have no more energy for that you've put the job first you've put the kids first you put the baseball games and the football games and the and the shopping and everything else first and so therefore you have no more time energy or interest in being there for for each other of course we have to do some of those other things some people take those to an extreme too some people are workaholics some people are so busy like Martha in the Bible where she was just so busy doing other things when the Lord told her, Hey, you should be like your sister sitting and gleaning, you know, gleaning because I'm not going to be with you always. So anyway, I feel myself getting, getting passionately wound up about this. And I want to give uh, my husband, minister Chris, an opportunity to comment. Well, well, <laughs> you hit the um, you hit the nail on the head while I'm talking about the part. Um, the husband and the and the the man and the husband or the the wife and the woman. I mean, that's no that's nowhere in the Bible. So you know that for it to be pushed nowadays the way it's being pushed that it's it's totally satanic and demonic and um 
it's it's unnatural. I think I saw something in the paper. I heard on the news they were talking about uh, California is is looking at or trying to pass a bill where they can teach the history of the gay lifestyle as a part of curriculum. Hmm. In the schools. In the schools. Mm-hmm. And it just goes to show the devil's agenda is to undo everything that the Bible says that it, that are laws and rules for us to live by. Mm-hmm. He wants to paint a gray area and say, well, just like in the garden, God said this, and he comes along and said, well, he didn't mean that. <laughs> what he meant was is this. Yeah. So mm-hmm. everything in the Bible that are laws and rules for us to live by, the enemy comes along and and changes or paints a gray area and alters it enough because he has the power of um you know the, the, the power of manipulation and suggestion and and he's a father of lies and he's so subtle so he has a way of coming along to prominent people see all he needs is examples mm-hmm. like Ellen DeGeneres or somebody who's prominent somebody who's well known and mm-hmm. so and so people in the world who are um very influential mm-hmm. you know or or easily influenced I should say they see these people and say well if they're doing it and they're famous mm-hmm. and they're rich it mm-hmm. must be good mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. which which in turn make us makes us um look as though we're the Bible thumpers and we're the people that are always uptight and everything's a sin and, you know, because from their viewpoint and the way the devil tells them is that we have no fun. All we do is read the Bible and and there's so many no's in the Bible. No, you can't do this. No, you can't do that. No, you can't. And that's the way the devil wants people to see the Bible as as a problem as a, mm. you know, a super disciplinary book rather than a guide for your life, a guide for success, a guide to, 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 to life, um, to abundant life. Abundant life. A, a, a guide that will lead you away from death, a guide yes. that will lead you into good health, into, into a perfect future. The, the devil tells people that it is a problem. Hmm. Okay. Hold that thought. We'll come back after the break. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, abuse, and neglect to find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have loved and been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived abuse, molestation, rape, or incest. The Story of Me is very inspirational. 
for those who may see or find themselves in Diane Jones's story. You may purchase your copy of The Story of Me online at www.authorhouse.com or any of the major bookstores. This is a no-brainer. This is about saving money. It's extreme couponing in an everyday world. And it's on Toginet, Fridays at 11 a.m. Eastern, noon Central, with your hosts, Joni Deemer and Heather Wheeler. These crazy coupon ladies have been seen on TLC, The Today Show, Reader's Digest, In Touch, and so much more. Check out their website, the crazy spelled with a K, couponlady.com. Then join Heather Wheeler and Joni Deemer as these crazy coupon ladies show you how to find coupons and stack them for huge savings. How to make passers-by gape at your cart full of groceries you purchased for 75% off retail. Extreme couponing will give you the confidence to strut down the aisles and flaunt your coupons and maybe even wear high heels to the grocery store. It's extreme couponing in an everyday world with your hosts, Journey Deemer and Heather Wheeler. Every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern and 12 noon Central on toginet.com. Thank God I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Keeping with your thought, this is uh, Minister Chris and uh, myself, Minister Diane, and we are talking about why it is wrong for fathers to call daughters into the bedroom and do uh, immoral things to them sexually, why it is wrong for brothers to do the same thing to sisters or nieces, to do the same things to nephews. or aunties, I should say, to do the same things to nephews and so forth and so on. Continuing with your thought, I want to, because you were talking about how people look at the Bible and the Word of God as a negative versus a positive, and I want to just expound on that by saying a lot of people don't realize that after God created the heavens and the earth and he created mankind, and mankind was on the earth for centuries, Mankind was on the earth for a while, centuries, before God separated a people unto himself, which became the the Israelites, and gave Moses the law. There was hundreds of years before that happened, and there was was the, um, the fall of mankind, And from that point on, until God, and it didn't stop when he carved out the Israelites and gave them the law, but in other words, he gave them the law and he separated a people out to himself because mankind was constantly wicked. Once sin came into the earth, 
by the deception of Satan to the woman, and she convinced the man to follow along with her, with her actions, once sin came into the earth realm, then man's actions, heart, behavior was continually evil. The scriptures say, they, God, God said that they thought continuously about how to do evil. And we're seeing a lot of that, again, the further that we get away from the, from the Bible, the, the more we reject God and his statutes and his, and his ways, we're seeing it all over again. So that is why God stepped in. He allowed people to do their own thing for a while before he would intervene and like, for instance, destroy Sodom and Gomorrah because the wickedness had just gotten so bad. He didn't destroy Sodom and Gomorrah at its inception when the very first homosexuals started having improper sex. He didn't destroy them instantly, you know? So what you were saying about the, the negative, the, the negative reflection of the word of God is, is, is out of perspective because he put those laws into place because he loved mankind, because he wanted them to have, like what you were saying, abundant life, a life free from disease, a life free from health problems, and so on and so on. And pick a, a up sinful a sinful and a wicked society or wicked world does not want law. Right. They want to do as thou wilt. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's what they want. That's what the devil proposed when he mm -hmm. said, eat up the fruit and you'll be like God. You'll be able to, you'll be able to do as thou wilt. Mm -hmm. Whatever you want, you'll, you'll understand like God understands. You'll see things the way God understands, and you'll be a God. Mm. So you don't need somebody telling you, you can eat of every tree except this one. Well, why accept this one? You mm. know, that's, that's, that's rather than this is what he told us to do, this is what we're going to do. He's going to question. And that's you, how you... If you listen to Satan... And I was going to say, that's how you know that it's satanic, because even when they see the results of their actions and how, how having what they want causes death and destruction and Dropping broken like families flies. and, you know, but they, they still don't care. Because, Enough to stop it. That's because how you know. they are the believer of a lie. They would rather believe a lie than follow this book that that is the law. Well, exactly, exactly, because Satan is the father of lies, and that's why I'm saying that's how you know it's satanic in 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 in, in its in its uh, characteristics because Satan refused. He refused to repent. He refused to acknowledge his wrong when he got kicked out of, that's why he got kicked out of heaven. So that's how you know that people that follow that same pattern are being satanically inspired and directed. And, and, and being, being swooned and hypnotized, just like if yes. you look at how a snake 
will hypnotize a rabbit or a rat or whatever he's going to, a varmint. He'll look in his eyes and hypnotize him, mm-hmm. and the, the animal will freeze. And the animal won't see danger. He just, he's just, um, he's mesmerized. Right, right. And then the mm-hmm. snake chokes him and eats him. <laughs> so, so the animal doesn't see the danger because mm-hmm. they're mesmerized by the lie. By the, but you know, he, he puts sugar on top of poison mm-hmm. and feeds it to you. And you're tasting the sugar, but your, your body is going cold. Hmm. And you don't mm. even know it because the sugar's in your mouth. Mm. Mm-hmm. Disguised. It's disguised. Exactly. Wow. Man, I better go to the doctor. I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep doing my dirt though, but I gotta go to the doctor and see what's going on. And you're steadily dying. Mm-hmm. Because you don't wanna follow the path and the plan that God laid out for success. Mm-hmm. The word is clear. You have to follow his word, the whole word. Mm-hmm. You can't pick and choose. And the enemy is doing his job. So I don't want to stay too far off of your main point. But that's that's exactly what's happening. People are mesmerized by the lies. Yeah. By the by the sugar that the that the devil is putting over top of the poison and they're partaking in the poisonous lifestyle. And he's and not telling the people that it's poisonous. Right. He's telling them that it's good. Evil right. cult will be called good. Right. And homosexuality, um, lesbianism, as the world calls it, perversion, as the Bible describes it, and unnatural lust and unnatural affection, as the Bible describes it, is just as uh, devastating as rape, molestation, um, immoral sex, fornication. It's even and, more devastating to a victim. Yes. Yes, more, yes, to, yes. For the victim, it's devastating. It's when, it's when it's someone who volunteers to do it, then it's self, self-inflicted, and they're going to suffer the consequences because they chose. But for a victim, it's, it's, it's almost it's double consequences because they didn't choose that. Yeah, and, and that's, why, that's where a lot of a lot of people who uh, live this lifestyle got introduced to it through through molestation. Exactly. Maybe not not all of them. Maybe not all of them, but a lot of them were introduced to it through being raped or molested themselves. But yet, you got people who want to put a pretty ribbon on it and say, "Oh, but." Consenting adults should have the right to do what they want to do. And in reality, that's not the truth about what's happening in so many cases. Adults are molesting children, turning them out, planting the seeds. And leaving a shell behind. And leaving someone else's life messed up. Leaving someone else's life messed up. But before I run out of time, let me see if I can finish uh, a, a little bit more from the scripture. Paul says, but I speak this by permission and not of commandment, because he's getting ready to go on and explain something that, 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 that he believes. 
for I would that all men were even as myself. Paul felt like it's better that all men be like him, which was unmarried. Um, but every man hath his proper gift of God, one after this manner and another after that. He says, I say therefore to the unmarried and to the widows, those, of you, those people that are not married and are widowed, it is good for them if they abide even as I. So Paul felt that it was good to be single, period, because he explains that you're more able to serve God without distractions, without, uh, you know, having to divide your time. He says, but if he, but if he cannot contain, if he cannot contain himself, and this I would say applies to the she too, to the her too, let them marry for it is better to marry than to burn. Okay, some, some people think that that means to burn in their lust one towards the other. Some people say burn with passion towards one with the other, but it's better to marry than to burn, which, how, whichever way you want to look at that. Every man should have his own wife to avoid fornication. It doesn't allow for any other categories, people. And then he goes on to say, and unto the married I command. And he says, yet not I, but this is the Lord's commandment. Let not the wife depart from her husband, but and if she depart, let her remain unmarried or be reconciled to her husband and let not the husband put away his wife. We got too much of that going on, and that's why there's so much uh, dysfunction, so much dysfunction and hopelessness in our young people and in relationships. Oh, man, that came by so fast. <laughs> so we will pick it up next week. Lord willing, love you all. Good night. <laughs>